I'm Heather. And I'm Lenore. Like you, we had our aha moments when we finally realized that the way we were doing things just wasn't really cutting it. I left pharmacy and got certified in integrative nutrition. And I left medicine and became a certified life coach. Together, we're going to show you what changes you want to make to adopt a healthier lifestyle. And then how to manage your mind around those changes. So this is the last time you do it. We're Nutrition Minded. Hey guys, welcome back. We're at my house again today at my kitchen table, which is quiet. Hopefully we'll stay that way. The dogs are hidden. <laughs> um, at the condo this week and next week, and actually for like the foreseeable future, they are tearing down the elevated concrete walkways because they were crumbling. Oh my gosh. Um, so it is quite loud over there. So anyhow, this week we are going to talk about why you need a coach. Yes, I love this topic because um, I think that a lot of times we don't think we need help, but we do. So when I was when we were researching and getting ready for this podcast, I looked up just a, the definition of a coach. And a coach is, by definition, an instructor, a teacher, someone who educates. I liked this word. It came up on Google, of course. Um, someone who helps you upskill. Mm-hmm and someone who gives you guidance. But then there were synonyms with um, coaching that were tutor, mentor, and guru. And as I was looking these things up and I was reading the definitions, I realized that I have a different perspective of what the responsibilities of a coach is. I believe that a coach is there not only to instruct, but to cheer you on and to lift you up and to add motivational thoughts. We can all use somebody to give us a boost and accountability. You know, doing life alone is hard. Yeah. And we, you know, we don't want to do life alone. And I think that we can always use somebody there to back us up. Yeah, your tribe, right? Right. So we also want the right person for that job. We don't just <laughs> I love this example. <laughs> we don't just want to like, you know, pick somebody out of the blue and be like, Well, I like your sunglasses. So tell yeah. me what I should do with the rest of my life. Yeah. But what you wrote in our show notes was you don't go to the heart surgeon and ask for a facelift. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Right. You yeah. want to pick the, the right, right person, person yeah. for the job. You shouldn't be looking for health and thought work advice from someone that's not trained to do so. Influencers on social media, I find like that's a big one, is people go to social media for health advice. Right. And it makes me want to bang my head against a wall. Yeah. It can be very unsafe. Yes. Uh, I find that in today's society, we look for the quickest route to the end result, and we aren't willing to take the time or the effort to make the full steps necessary to get the results that we want. And this is where the right coach comes in to help you do that. We need somebody to help us stay focused, stay motivated, and give us the knowledge of the two how and why. Mm -hmm. So when someone teaches us how to train our brains so we can stick with it when the going gets rough and teaches us that when we're humans with human brains, that make mistakes like we talked about last time or have messed ups like we talked mess ups like we talked about last week mm-hmm. well they're going to happen and so this is what we do when they happen 
You know, athletes don't become Olympians without help. Right. We're not meant to do these things alone. Right. And I feel like sometimes we think we are. Oh, yeah. And especially physicians. We are the worst. We feel like we can do everything by ourselves. We don't need to ask anybody for help. If you ask for help, you're weak. I mean, I had the hardest time hiring my first life coach because I felt like I was admitting defeat. That was my thought. Yes. Like, I'm asking for help. I'm admitting defeat. But it got to the point where it was harming me more to not ask for help than the potential, quote unquote, defeat of asking for help. I think you're absolutely right. I find that in my client base too. Yeah. Um, There's obviously a lot of privacy in both of our backgrounds and current jobs that require you know, yeah. a lot of privacy, but I feel like people don't want anyone to know yeah. that they've had to that they're ask getting for help. help. I know, which is really, I don't know. Now I'm just like, oh gosh, just try it. You yeah. know, I mean, just try it. If you don't like it, don't keep don't doing worry it. About but it. oh my gosh, it was life changing for me. And for so many of my clients, it has been too. And me too. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about what you see in nutrition coaching um, because this goes back to our last episode about perspective. Well, maybe your perspective needs tweaking. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result. <laughs> and people do that with food, right? Oh, like, for sure. You'll you'll tell me that you'll have clients who are eating on their plant, exercising religiously, doing all the right things, quote unquote, but they're not seeing results. And so you'll say, let's try this new approach. Let's try these different foods. How about this cooking technique? And for the for the majority of the clients, a lot of them will say, no, no, that's not it. Just give me some new restrictions. Be hard on me. Yes. Like their their brains are convinced that it has to be a restriction and it has to be hard. If it doesn't suck, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> if I don't hate it, it's yeah. not going to work. And yeah. so like I was, as I was looking at that earlier, I was like, gosh, I have, an, I have a real life example of this. I used to be a runner before I had enough orthopedic injuries. I had to quit. And I loved running because it was alone time. I didn't have any kids with me. I was running three miles a day, five days a week at a minimum. And so when I did that, I felt great mentally. I felt great physically. I was like on top of my game. But the weird thing was my weight was creeping up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's strange. I had this numerical value that I wanted to stay at for health's sake, not for vanity's sake. Because I'm super tall. I'm 5'10". I've always weighed a lot more than everybody else. I don't care. But I wanted to be at this certain number. So I'm like, how come I'm exercising all the time and I'm eating well and my weight's going up? Um, I didn't want to cut anything out of my diet because I didn't know what I would cut. Like I, everything that was in it, I felt like was needed nutrition-wise. So I was confused. Like, why am I gaining? So the answer was I was actually running too much. Mm-hmm. I did not know you could do that. Yes. Um, and just by trial and error, I found that if I cut running back to three days a week and I did some light aerobics the other two to three days a week, because I really like to exercise as a mental release. That's great. Then my, great for stress. Yeah. My weight went back down mm-hmm. and it stayed down with no changes whatsoever in my diet. So I thought metabolically, how interesting is that? Like it was not what I expected the solution to be. And I really struggled with it because my brain made running the quote unquote better form of exercise than anything else because it was harder for me. I am not a natural runner. And so maybe that was part of it too with my mindset. Like it had been such a struggle and now that I was good at it, I didn't want to give it up. Um, I eventually had to give it up when I got pregnant with my second kid. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, I... I was not having it that running less could be what my body needed. So here's the question. How is what you're doing working for you? Not in a smart aleck way, but coming from a place of curiosity. What do you think will happen if you keep doing the same thing? Do you think something different's going to happen? 
Well, and that's a lot of my clients, they they say, well, you know, I've tried this and I've tried this. And I, uh, <laughs> it's funny, the phrase, I tried that and it worked for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or I tried that and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they think that those two things are the same. You know? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, I tried it and it worked for a little bit. They think that worked. Mm-hmm. But whatever stumble they had caused it to not work oh, or, I gotcha. you know and then the thing that didn't work they're both the same but they're really not yeah so interestingly what if you came from from this your brain says no 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 i don't want to do something else and oftentimes that thought of not wanting to do something else comes from a feeling of fear mm-hmm. or feeling insecure or being unsure. I mean, we all want a sure thing. We want something to work the very first time we try it. Everybody does. That's Everybody just natural human tendency. But if you were coming, if you're having thoughts that are causing fear, you're not going to listen. You're not going to take the recommended action. You're going to come up with reasons it won't work. Like you're going to sabotage yourself before you even start. And your result is you don't do anything new. Like, you don't try it or because you're convinced it's not going to work. Right. So what if you came from curiosity instead? Maybe if your thought was, maybe this will work. This might work. I'm going to try this for four weeks and see if it works. Now your feeling coming from those thoughts is helpful. So you can even try giving yourself the thought, I'm going to try this and see how it goes because I can always go back if it doesn't. I mean, Lots of things are reversible. Certain things are not, like death. You know, I mean, there's certain things that you can't go back on. But if it's something minor, like a lifestyle change or, you know, trying a new food or trying a different exercise regimen with a different friend. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't have to stick with it, right? I mean, so coming from these thoughts, this might work. Maybe this will work. I'm going to try it and see how it goes. I can always go back. Then your feeling is likely to be more like hope. Or if not feeling hopeful, at least neutral about it. Whereas before, when your brain was pushing back, going, no, 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 I don't want to do something else, you're more likely to feel fear or insecurity. So what we do with life coaching is this. If you think of it as cleaning out of closet, this is a good analogy. How do you clean out your closet? You take everything out, right? I mean, I think some people do. (laughs) This is how I recommend cleaning out a closet. You should take everything out first. Yes. Yes. If you want to do it the most efficient way. I mean, you could absolutely clean it in little bits and pieces. (laughs) However, for the sake of my example, you're going to take everything out at first. You clean it out. You sort through the stuff. Mm -hmm. You get rid of what you don't like. You get rid of what doesn't fit. And you keep what you love, Mm -hmm. right? It's the same thing with life coaching. You clean out your brain. You remove all the thoughts. You examine each one that troubles you. And you see how your thinking is leading to your results. And then you decide, do I want to keep those thoughts? Are they serving me? Or do you want to replace them with something new that will serve you better in your life and get you where you want to go? So when I met Heather, I actually hired her as a nutrition coach. I have got five children, four still at home, and it is darn near impossible to cook a meal that everybody will eat. Like everybody has got such different likes and dislikes and all that. And so Heather came over, brought some snacks with her, like, let's meet your kids, you know, let's kind of like establish a rapport with them or whatever. And so I want to say somebody walked in with a bag of Cheetos. And I'm like, oh, God, you brought the Cheetos out, you know? Like, do you really want your nutrition coach seeing the Cheetos? However, Heather is really good at this, which struck me, like, right off the bat. And this is also something that you do in in true life coaching, is you hold space for your clients, right? right? There's no judgment. 
No, you didn't no. judge. You didn't go, hmm, gotta get rid of the Doritos. No, che- yeah. no Cheetos. I mean, especially after years of practicing medicine, I will tell my clients, there is nothing you can tell me that's going to shock me. Mm-hmm. I've heard it all. I have seen way more than I wanted to see. Trust mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. My job is not to judge you. My job is to hear you, really listen, uncover what your real th- thoughts are, and then I help you poke holes in the stories that don't serve you. Because all of our thoughts are actually stories that we're telling ourselves, right? And our beliefs are thoughts that we choose to think over and over. So when I help you see that certain thoughts and beliefs that you have aren't serving you, I also help you realize your thinking is under your control. You can tell me anything, and I'll judge. Nutrition coaching is the same way. You told me that you would have you used to do pantry cleanouts. Yes. And then you said you stopped doing them. Yes. And that people would like hide their food before you mm-hmm. came over mm-hmm. so i mean talk about that were you like no you don't need to hide this i mean and yes i have always been total judgment free yeah it really honestly and after working retail pharmacy too um you, it just nothing really surprises me anymore yeah so the fact that people would say well but i I took everything out I didn't want you to see, and so now I'm ready for you to come over. Right. That's Defeats the purpose. We are not cleaning out the whole closet. They've already pre-edited, right? right. They've already taken right. out the right. stuff they, they don't want you to see. So then I'm like, why don't you want her to see that? Right. Like, it's embarrassing. They were embarrassed. That. It's a food. Right. It's Oreos. It's right. Cheetos. Like, it's nothing. It's, it's literally a bag <laughs> of food. And you can make that mean whatever you want to make it mean, Right. So that's kind of where we're both coming at this from, is we want to create a podcast that helps you realize that all the drama around your food choices is optional. Right. You can pick that. If that's not serving you, which is maybe why you're listening to our podcast, because you haven't figured it out yet, we're here to help you figure it out without judgment. And it's more than just the food that you put in your mouth. Yes. It's when you eat it. It's how you eat it. It's who you eat it with. It's like... You know, I've got really good dark chocolate that I hide from my kids Mm -hmm. because it's expensive. And I don't want somebody going, oh, this isn't very good. Because it's like 85% cocoa. It's not, I mean, it's not sweet, you know. But like, that's different from hiding Oreos because they're bad, right? And that goes back to the moral value that we have for years put on food. Yeah. Is, I I don't want my, my health coach to see... The bad food that I have in my house. Right. I want her to come here and tell me that I'm already doing right. an amazing job. Right. But then and it's like, so why are you hiring a life coach, like a me. nutrition coach yeah. in the first place, yeah. right? So what we're trying to help everybody see is that your brains are human. Mm-hmm. You're going to have conflicting thoughts. You're going to do things that you don't really understand why you're doing them. And that's where we come in. Like right. we help you figure out if this were working, then you wouldn't want help and you can fix it. I mean, that's the best part is that no matter what's going on, we can help you to harness the power of your brain to figure out how to do things differently to get the results you want without judgment. And I do think that nutrition and your mindset just go hand in hand so well. I've learned over these last few years of starting this business and working with clients is that a lot of this again has nothing to do with the food yeah it's a lot of thought yeah a lot of thought that's what is that what emotional eating is yes yeah and that's what comes to mind when you're telling me that is emotional eating emotional eating is a lot about control yeah and that's what we call buffering too yes is you're in a in order to avoid feeling an uncomfortable feeling you're doing something else Mm -hmm. you're drinking you're eating some people exercise some people clean kind of wish i had that but i don't (laughs) 
I do have that. I do stress clean. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Sometimes I rage clean, but that doesn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. All right. We're way off topic. But that's what we wanted to bring to you today. So... If you have any questions about this, please email us. We need like a joint email, like a nutrition-minded at Gmail or something. We'll do that. Yeah, why don't we try that? Just just email us. We'll create it after we finish this podcast, actually. <laughs> nutrition-minded, all one word, at gmail.com. Here we go. And send us your questions. And we will talk to you next time. See you soon. Bye.